You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Locked On Wolves. I'm also the editor of Dunking With Wolves, the Timberwolves site on the fan side of network. Thank you, first of all, for making Lockdown Wolves your first listen every single day. Remember, Lockdown Wolves is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube now, um, as well as, of course, Apple, Google, Spotify, and the all-new Odyssey app. You can also follow on Twitter at LockedOnTWolves and at BBeacon with two Bs, two Es, C-K-E-N. Happy Tuesday, everybody. This is uh, this is the postgame podcast from the Timberwolves Monday night preseason opening victory over the New Orleans Pelicans. It was an exciting night. The Wolves ended up winning 117-114, of course, as is always the case with preseason. It wasn't about the final score. This is a game the Wolves led by 20-plus for a good chunk of it. We're basically had double digits for about two-thirds of the game. And it was an all-around impressive win for the Wolves. So I'm going to hit some high points here early, and then I want to hit the biggest takeaways for the game. Um, a little bit of a game flow. You know, it's preseason, so you know, not I guess not too much of that. And then studs and duds, which is uh, which is also a little bit of a tricky exercise for preseason. But we're going to give it a go. Um, the the Timberwolves got a, a, a warm up, so we're going to go ahead and, and give this uh, a warm up as our first post game podcast of the season. Uh, but it was a fantastic night for the Wolves. So I want to dive right into it um, here off the top. So the Wolves uh, ended up starting close to what I would expect their opening night starting lineup to look to look like. This was a D'Angelo Russell, uh, Anthony Edwards, Josh Okoge at the three, Jade McDaniels at the four, Carl Anthony Towns at the five. I think uh, most people have thought Malik Beasley would start at the two and that we would uh, see Edwards at the three. But on this night, and Chris Finch said as much in the media earlier, and I believe yesterday that uh, on Monday, that the Timberwolves were not going to focus or we shouldn't focus too heavily on what the starting lineup or even the rotation looks like in this game as they're still kind of playing around with with you know guys obviously this is the first opportunity these guys have all had to play together so they went with a starting lineup that we actually saw last year I think late in the season um, when Jaden McDaniels got back into the rotation and and uh, and I guess uh, D'Lo was healthy um, Malik Beasley was out at the end of last year so it was the the D'Lo Edwards Josh Akogi McDaniels Carl Anthony Towns starting lineup and Torian Prince was actually the first guy off the bench for the Wolves. The game started with everyone uh, really being active defensively. The Timberwolves um, were so good defensively. Believe it or not, my seven-year-old said to me, like two minutes into the game, he looks at me and he goes, Dad, the Timberwolves are doing a lot better on defense than they usually do. Yes. Yes, they were. Uh, the Pelicans didn't score until almost three minutes into the game. It was uh, more the activity than anything else. There were a couple of blocks early. Anthony Edwards had his um, had a steal and a highlight dunk that no doubt you've already seen over Brandon Ingram in a broken floor situation. But it was a it was a deflection and a steal from Anthony Edwards that got that uh, that made that dunk possible. Um, was him, and it wasn't straight jumping the passing lane. It wasn't really a gamble. He just got his hand up in the passing lane, and that's the sort of um, awareness that we've been looking for out of Edwards instead of just gambling, um, you know, and being out of position, he was in the right spot and he was rewarded for it. It was a fantastic display of anticipation and also athleticism and all around skill. Um, the Timberwolves uh, uh, offense was a little bit off kilter early in the game. Uh, that's to be expected. I mean, again, preseason, and I'm going to say that probably 10 more times in this podcast, 
and the Wolves built a little bit of a lead early in the game. Then they got down towards the end of the first quarter. They're actually down three at the end of the first, and it was mostly due to rebounding and uh, the rebounding deficiencies that we've seen so often from this Wolves team over the past few years uh, reared its ugly head late in the first quarter. That was after Towns came off the floor. Nas Reed was at the five. Um, I, I think for a stretch there, Vando was at the four, Jared Vanderbilt. Um, and McDaniels was for the first for the first part of that uh, with Nas at the five. And then Vando came into the game. And then slowly the Wolves got a little bit more of an energetic lineup on the floor. Once Vanderbilt got into the game, things were stabilized just a bit. And the Wolves, uh, it was a couple possessions. I think they were down as many as six or seven, uh, maybe it was five or six late in the first quarter. They got it to within three at the end of the quarter. And then the start of the second quarter was the kind of lineup that I was looking forward to seeing. And that was D'Angelo Russell on the floor with Carl Anthony Towns and Jared Vanderbilt at the four. So Vando and Cat together for the first time. And it was amazing. The start of the second quarter was the Wolves' best stretch of the game with a lineup that they're actually going to use this year. Um, there was, a, after the Wolves got out to, it was, a, a I think, a 10, 12-point lead. Um, and Josh Hart need Carl Anthony Towns with not once, but with both of his knees, once in the stomach and once it appeared to be below the belt. Not intentional, but leading with his knees as he was rising to the basket, Hart was, and he was called for an offensive foul, but Towns got a couple of knees. Patrick Beverly got a technical foul, as did Hart. Uh, Beverly, of course, standing up for Towns. You heard somebody yell on the Valley Sports North broadcast, it's preseason, man. I think that was probably Beverly. Um, And uh, it, it was the kind of moment where obviously your heart's in your throat a little bit for Towns, but he stood in there. He tried to play defense and block the shot. He did get the foul call on uh, on Hart, and Beverly stuck up for his stuck stood up for his teammate. And that's what Patrick Beverly's been doing his entire career. It's one of the things he's going to bring to this Timberwolves team is he's not going to back down. And at times, Beverly has been the one being accused of being a dirty player. Um, and you know, obviously hoping he doesn't cross the line in a Timberwolves uniform, but. If he's going to stick up for teammates and play with an edge that the Wolves have really never had outside of what Jimmy Butler did in that category and, you know, at times Jeff Teague, but not really, you know, there's been J.J. Barea, I guess, would be the the best example. If Pat Bev can do that, he's going to be a huge factor, a huge impact on this team. And you saw him up off the bench early in the game, cheering on the starters when before he got into the game. Um applauding Josh Okogie's perimeter defense, egging on D'Angelo Russell to continue playing defense, continue his intensity on the ball. And that's the sort of thing that Pat Bev is going to bring to this team. Um, we even saw D'Angelo Russell in the second quarter. I, he had active hands. He had a deflection on a, it was a ball that was going out of bounds, came back in bounds. Russell deflected it. It bounced off the Pelicans players' legs to Jordan McLaughlin. He got an assist, throwing the ball back down to Russell for an easy layup in the open floor. D'Lo got himself a bucket by having active hands defensively. And that's the sort of thing D'Lo needs to bring to the table. And, and it's, it was a good opportunity for him to see like, hey, I can get an easy bucket if I have active hands. Hopefully that's the correlation he made after that play because it was it was phenomenal. Um, okay, I want to finish going through the game flow and then hit my key takeaways real quickly here in a second uh, because I thought that the, uh, the end of the first half into the third quarter was great. Fourth quarter was a little bit uh, wonky because the Wolves basically played a summer league lineup and the Pelicans came all the way back and only lost by a possession. However, uh, Leandro Balmaro's uh, debut took place in the fourth quarter as well. So I want to talk about all that here, what my thoughts were on on uh, his debut. First, though, let's talk about DirecTV Stream. 
Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. Get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Let's also talk about our friends over at Shopify. It's the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility. Believe me, this podcast started selling started out selling whatever it was we were selling a long time ago. And today we're selling um, all this outstanding stuff that we have here on Locked On, right? I mean, everything we talk about here, uh, including Shopify, and, and uh, you know, we're not stopping there because success is a million milestones on a forever evolving path. Like mine, Shopify powers over 1.7 million businesses from first sale to full scale. Reach customers online and across social networks from an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. Gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. More than a store, Shopify grows with you. This is a possibility powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash locked on NBA, all lowercase for a free 14 day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash locked on NBA right now. That's shopify.com slash locked on NBA. All right, uh, let's go ahead and continue with the game flow here. Late in the first half, there was a flurry. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns had a monster dunk over Jackson Hayes. By the way, Hayes later in the game uh, rolled his ankle. It looked like a pretty bad sprain potentially. So obviously, hope, hopefully that's not serious for for Hayes and the Pelicans. Um, Anthony Edwards got another steal and a dunk in transition. He, he got the steal, passed it ahead to Towns. Towns passed it for the assist to Edwards for the dunk. Um, Patrick Beverly, Josh Okogie's defense, again, late second quarter was just phenomenal, just all up in the Pelicans on the perimeter, making life miserable for the Pelicans perimeter players. And the Wolves won the second quarter by a 40 to 17 margin. It was phenomenal. Um, early in the third, Cat didn't play at all in the second half. Otherwise, it was the starters plus Nas Reed. The first few minutes of the third quarter were a little bit rough. And, uh, you know, Nas had some great offense. The defense overall wasn't outstanding. But then Beverly and Vanderbilt came in off the bench again. They sparked everything. The Wolves went on a, a long run. Torian Prince scored nine straight points, had a couple of Really impressive threes. Uh, some good ball movement. Malik Beasley generally had a quiet night, but he had a nice pass in there to Torian Prince for a corner three in the in the left corner. Um, and the Wolves took this lead to the fourth quarter. I mean, they were in great shape. They started to kind of filter out actual rotation players. Jake Lehman came in late in the third quarter. Um, the start of the fourth, we saw... Uh, uh, I mean, Nathan Knight came in the game shortly after the start of the fourth. Eventually, we saw Brian Bowen come into the game. Um, McKinley Wright got into the game at the very end. Isaiah Miller did. Balmaro came into the game early in the fourth and was quiet for the first couple of minutes as he got into the flow of the game. He missed the three. Um, and then there was this uh, just an insane pass um, on a pick and roll where Nathan Knight set the pick. Two-way player Nathan Knight. He rolls to the basket and Balmaro 
just a perfect bounce pass between defenders to a streaky Knight for a dunk. And Knight literally, after he dunked it, did this. Like it was just kind of a Eureka type pass. Um, uh, it was almost like a light bulb moment was was Knight's reaction. And the bench went nuts after the Balmaro pass. Um, he missed a couple of mid-range jumpers. He got he, he just looked a little hesitant to get all the way to the rim, but he showed off the handle, did can one jumper. I think it was around the free throw line, almost hit a step back three late in the game um, and appeared completely content with trying to take over the game late when it was a one-two possession game and he was on the floor with, um, it was all G League guys, right? It was, or Summer League guys, really. It was it was McKinley Wright. It was Isaiah Miller. It was Brian Bowen and um, and Nathan Knight. And Balmaro was, was like, hey, I'll take this thing over, which is great to see. And you would expect that from a 21-year-old who played pro basketball last year and, uh, you know, in the second best league in the world and a first-round pick. Uh, but he uh, he was... He was totally fine with doing that. It wasn't ultra successful, but he showed a lot in those nine minutes that he played um, and ended up pulling that. What did he have? He had two points. I guess he only had two points, a rebound and assist, but the assist was fantastic. The rebound was timely and uh, the two points came in one of four shooting. Again, he missed two threes, but fun to watch Balmaro. And he, I mean, the size too, we knew he was big, but to see him on the court, um, he's a big guy. And uh, the idea of him playing some point forward, being kind of a secondary playmaker for this team down the road. Again, I said in the show on Monday, in terms of the Wolves rotation, he's not a rotation player at the start of the year. Clearly, he didn't play till the fourth quarter in the first preseason game. He's probably number 10 or 11 on the depth chart, which, by the way, I should say, I'll call myself out. I completely blanked on Monday's show. I didn't talk about Torian Prince as a rotation player. And uh, that bumps Balmaro to 10th or 11th on the list in the rotation, honestly. And Jalen Noel is completely out of the rotation too. This is, and this will be one of my takeaways I want to talk more about in a second. The depth in this team is insane. Um, And and this game is just another example of that. Um, So we're going to talk about that here in a second. The way the game finished up, again, preseason, so I don't want to go like possession by possession or anything, but um, the Wolves did hold on to the lead. It finished on a McKinley right, a fantastic block on a shot attempt, a three-pointer from the Pelicans, where he, he rose up, blocked the shot, and uh, sent everybody home happy. Um, even though the Wolves led by 20 plus and should have won by more, uh, the lineup that they had out, out there versus who the Pelicans had at the end of the game, and obviously the Pelicans had out you know a number of uh, a number of end of the bench guy twos, guys too. Um, but the way that the game ended was was just really nice to see it end on a defensive stand. The Wolves, for the most part, made their free throws down the stretch, although Wright missed one that made that possible. That block was uh, was huge, uh, really at the buzzer to win the game. Um, okay, so let's go right into key takeaways. Number one, this is obvious, defensive intensity from everyone, really, uh, especially the backcourt of Beverly and Akogi when they got to play minutes together was outstanding. D'Lo was active. Um, you know, he he had his D'Lo struggles, but he was far more active than um, than we've seen him. He did have that one deflection that led to a steal and eventually a breakaway, a, a bucket for him in the open floor. Um, and he had a couple of other nice defensive plays as well. I was really impressed with D'Lo's intensity. Edwards was solid defensively as well. Um, Jaden McDaniels did his thing, but Akogi and Beverly were the biggest ones. Towns early in the game, especially, had a couple of big blocks on the night. The Wolves did end up with uh, 10 blocks um, and the Pelicans only had seven. So it was a little bit of a block party for the Wolves and it wasn't, they weren't getting themselves out of position by doing it. It was really impressive all the way around. Um, the uh, the second thing for me in terms of positive takeaways was Josh Akogi. This is, a, I'll, I'll combine these. Josh Akogi was impressive. Um, you know, it's one game, obviously he's had single great games before. One really impressive game from Josh Akogi, ultra active defensively, which we've seen from him. But last year, I, th- I felt like he slipped some at times. And part of that's due to he didn't have a whole lot of help around him. 
but he did tonight. Other guys were competing defensively, and Akogi was really good on the defensive end of the floor, and he was good enough on offense. I mean, if Akogi can be a, a C-plus on offense, then he becomes a rotation player. I talked on Monday about I wasn't sure if he would be a rotation player for this team, and that was simply due to improved depth, but he had nine points on five shots, two or three, made two of his three corner three-point attempts, two steals, two blocks for him in 19 minutes. So a good game for Makogi. And then the second part of that is Jared Vanderbilt's impact. I've talked a lot on this podcast about Jared Vanderbilt for the last year and a half and the impact I thought he could have as as almost a perfect fit next to Towns. If he can add that three-point shot that he's apparently been working on, then he's a perfect fit next to Towns. But the intensity, the rebounding, the length, the uh, the physicality that he plays with is uh, fantastic. The Vanderbilt impact, and I have not looked at his plus minus for the game, but I'm going to pull it up now, and I promise you that it's impressive. Um, okay, it's only plus three. It's not as impressive as I thought it would be, but it's still a plus three, and, and uh, he had seven rebounds in 17 minutes. Um, only attempted two shots, one or two shooting. He missed his only three-point attempt. I believe that was from the corner as well. Uh, but Vando is uh, the impact he has on the game is so impressive. We talked about three-man lineups in a show last week. I think it was Thursday's show. Um, and he was one, in most of the Wolves' top lineups, three of their top four lineups, five of their top six lineups last year in terms of net rating for three-man lineups that actually played 50 minutes or more. And the number, uh, what it was, the number four lineup last year for the Timberwolves, a plus 16, a plus 16 net rating in 105 minutes was Russell Towns and Vanderbilt. That's the trio that more or less led the Wolves to build that double or that, that, uh, that double digit lead, um, in the second quarter. And a lot of that was due to Jared Vanderbilt. His, his impact was outstanding. And then the rotation just being so dynamic. I mean, this this team legit goes 10, 11, maybe even 12 NBA caliber players deep. I talked at length about that on Monday, so I'm not going to beat a dead horse there, but that's going to keep coming up. I think that's a really underrated thing. Casual fans, fans that aren't, uh, you know, general NBA fans, the national folks don't realize how deep this roster is. And now I'm not saying they can weather the storm of massive injuries like they have in re- like they've suffered in recent years and knock on wood that won't happen. But they can, they can under they they can withstand the uh, the ups and downs of a regular NBA season, the wear and tear of an NBA season, provided they get average injury luck. This is a truly deep roster, it really is, um, and uh, I think I think that's really going to matter. The only negatives really are related to rebounding. They were a minus four in the glass for this game. Um, Edwards and Beasley didn't shoot the ball great from the perimeter. Edwards was four of ten shooting, missed all three three point attempts. Beasley came off the bench and only played. I guess he ended up with 19 minutes, 0 of 4 outside the arc. But Beasley played well overall. Uh, he had a couple nice passes, scored in the paint, had a couple nice cuts as well. And Edwards overall played well too. 10 points, 3 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals, 2, blo- two, steals, two blocks in 22 minutes. He, uh, I've been talking about him leading the team in minutes. He led the team in minutes in the preseason opener with 22. Um, so really the only negatives are on the glass and a little bit of the outside shooting. As a team, they were 14 of 43, which is 32.6%. Um, but all the way around, a really impressive performance. I do want to hit individual studs and duds uh, quickly here at the end of the show. Uh, Before we get to that, though, let's talk about betonline.ag. We're back to football season and better than ever, all eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on for another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With the new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right on down to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest 
fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Again, that's promo code locked on to receive your bonus. It's 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Okay. Uh, let's talk studs and duds from this game. It's a little tricky because uh, nobody played more than 22 minutes. A bunch of guys played between 10 and 20 minutes, but I'm just going to talk generally about who played the best. I barely talked about D'Angelo Russell outside of a little bit of his defense. He got really hot in that second quarter as part of that, you know, Towns, D'Lo, Vando surge. He had 19 points in only 16 minutes, and I think they all came in the first half. 19 points, five assists, three rebounds for D'Lo, six of 10 shooting, three of six outside the arc, perfect four of four at the line. And uh, just two turnovers. He was a plus 18. So he gets a stud for this game. He was phenomenal. Uh, Piping hot from outside the arc. A couple of those heat check shots that he likes to hoist up. But, I mean, he makes those 30-footers as good as almost anybody. You know, this side of, obviously, Trey Young and Steph Curry. But um, so, so good uh, from outside the arc. And a really fantastic game. He had a couple of really impressive passes, too. Competed defensively. If this, and yes, this was 16 minutes in a preseason game. But if this is the version of D'Lo that the Wolves get this year... This is the version of D'Lo that earned a max contract two years ago uh, with the Brooklyn Nets and, uh, or I guess off of the, the season three years ago and helped lead them to the playoffs three seasons ago now. Um, Carl Anthony Towns is another stud in this game. 15.7 rebounds, four assists and a block in 14 minutes, six of nine shooting was a team high plus 20, was two of four outside the arc, one of two at the line, um, only had one turnover in 2014 minutes, was really, really good. Um, D'Lo and Cat were exactly as advertised. They combined for, uh, what is it? I guess now I'm doing this math really quickly. Uh, they combined for 34 points and, uh, 34 points, 10 rebounds, nine assists, and it combined 30 minutes. Fantastic game from the Timberwolves, two best players. Anthony Edwards doesn't fit into either category. He was impressive defensively and active, um, but he, he, you know, the shooting wasn't outstanding. Um, one more stud I'll, I'll pick for this game. And uh, that's going to, it's going to actually, it's going to have to be Torian Prince because he got super hot in the third quarter, 12 points, four of six shooting, four of five outside the arc, three rebounds, two assists and a steal was really good defensively too. I was on record after they acquired him. I don't, I think in a vacuum, Ricky Rubio is probably a better player, but Prince is a better fit for this roster because the Wolves follow that up by acquiring Patrick Beverly. I think Beverly's better than Rubio. I think Prince uh, fits this roster well with what he can do. And he showed that in this game. He's not going to shoot 80% on threes for the season like he did in this game, but he was also active defensively, was in the right place at the right time on both ends of the floor. And that's important. Honorable mention, shout out to Malik Beasley because he was 0-4 outside the arc, but take out those shots. He was three of four inside the arc. He had three rebounds, two assists and a steal in 19 minutes, came off the bench and played hard. This was a good game for a guy who no doubt wants to be a starter. Everybody does and may still end up being a starter. Um, but his first game action in a while, obviously he had his off the court issues was in, in, you know, was in jail at, for a while this off season and, um, finished the year last year with the suspension and then the hamstring injury. And so this was a good bounce back for him. And, and I thought he played well overall, despite the shooting woes. Um, Dud in this game, Jade McDaniels, you know, it's, it's, he was fine defensively, but he did have six personal fouls in 13 minutes. A couple of course were of the ticky tack variety, but he went scoreless. So of one shooting three rebounds, a steal, two turnovers and six fouls fouled out in just 13 minutes for Jaden McDaniels. It's one preseason game, not a big deal at all, obviously. Um, but, uh, he does get the lone dud from this game. Okay. Um, 
Next up, the Wolves don't play again until Friday. They have another preseason game Friday night. That one's also on Bally Sports North. Um, there's not much else to say about this one other than all the way around, pre- presuming they come out of this game healthy. Towns played after he got the knee. Everybody else on the Wolves, of course, Jackson Hayes, we hope for the best for him and the Pelicans. But the Wolves looked to be healthy. They played well overall. The starters in the second unit were all fantastic. It was really just the third unit that struggled some in the fourth. And they ended up getting the defensive stop to seal the game. This was a, a fantastic all-around performance from the Wolves and exactly what what we'd want to see out of the preseason opener. Um, there's really nothing else we could hope for. And uh, all, all positive vibes coming out of this game. And um, with the obvious caveats of it being the first preseason game, and we've seen this before, the Wolves started 2-0 last year. They started, what, 6-3 um, and three or something two years ago. So this is still preseason, and I get that. But it would be hard to draw it up any better. I mean, were they supposed to play? I mean, what's the alternative, right? There's there's no other better case scenario. As long as we're measured and tempered in the reaction to this, uh, this was a great a great all around performance from the Wolves, and and it's exactly what we could have hoped for. All right, um, that's all we have for you today here on the show. Of course, we'll be back on Wednesday. Uh, I still want to hit some overall preseason. You know what to watch for in the final three games. Now that we've kind of seen how the Wolves are going to play this thing, presumably after Game One, so we'll do that here this week as well. Um, but again. Thank you for making Lockdown Wolves your first listen every day. Remember, Lockdown Wolves is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at uh, at the Lockdown Wolves channel on YouTube. And of course, also on Apple, Google, Spotify, and the all new Odyssey app. You can also follow on Twitter at Locked on T-Wolves and at B-Beacon with two B's, two E's, C-K-E-N. We're going to do post-game pods all season, including on uh, weekends uh, for the majority of games. We'll have post-game pods as well. We'll be doing Lockdown Now, uh, 60-second videos for social media as well. And of course, on YouTube, everything's on YouTube now. So be sure that you're following and subscribed and you're buckling up. We're going to get into live tweeting too as we get into the season. Um, So it's all going to be here. Make sure you're subscribed and following wherever you like to listen or view your podcasts. Um, And uh, that's all we have for you today. Be sure that that you're following and we'll catch you again tomorrow. Once again, I'm Ben Beacon. This is the Locked on Wolves podcast and we'll catch you next time.